Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Seattle to Unknown. I am Melinda. And I'm Sarah. And we are your favorite travel podcast for like the one person that loves us in certain places. <laughs> Belarus. And their friend, where else did we get a new one? Was it Poland? No, we got one in Italy recently. And our one new friend in Italy. Welcome. Hello. And everybody Hello, else that's Italian obligated. Friend. <laughs> the friends that we peer pressure into listening. Oh, we were only supposed to peer pressure? Shit. What kind of pressure were you using? I went too far. Oh, that doesn't sound good. I don't know you. If the police are listening to this recording, I do not know this woman. How's life? Uh, did you apologize to your American Girl doll yet? <laughs> I'm not being haunted as far as I can tell. Dude, I'm telling you, your bad luck is from insulting that American Girl doll. I'm still like, it makes total and perfect sense to me. I think it's more likely to be because I beheaded all of my Barbies. Maybe you should just apologize to them too. I would have Barbie funerals in my front yard. Is that apologetic or just like making it worse? Well, I mean, I beheaded them so I could have the Barbie funeral. So I don't know. Yeah, you should apologize and see if your luck changes. I'm not convinced that it will. You're going to fall off of Machu Picchu. You need to apologize from the dolls. (laughs) Honestly, I think it's more likely that I just fall anywhere. I don't have to go to Machu Machu Picchu to fall off something. This is true. This is true. Anyways. Okie dokie. Where were we? Cocktails? Do you have one? Before Skype so rudely hung up on us. Uh, no, I do not have a cocktail today. I didn't have time to run to the store and get anything. Plus, as you may tell from the sound of my lovely, lovely, gravelly sounding voice, I've got something going on with my throat. Are you going to tell us about your cocktail or just keep guzzling it? Thought you're you're still going on. Nope, I got nothing. I didn't bring anything to drink. Wow, you brought nothing to the table today. For shame. How is that different than any other day? This is true. This is true. I have apple juice today. It is delightful. I want apple juice. That sounds delicious. I would like something matcha. I might make that happen later. I love me some matcha. I have a slight headache because uh worked an overnight and then just not enough caffeine yesterday. That doesn't sound fun. Well, I mean, the overnight shift's not so bad, except for the fact that it's overnight, and then it just really fucks up my already fucked up sleep schedule, so. Hmm. Yeah, no thank you. I mean, I get, to, I get to see people at work that I don't see just because their schedules are polar opposites, so it's nice to catch up with all of them, talk about traveling and whatnot. Hey, I know you. You're still a person. Yeah. Well, especially since I learned that um, in Amsterdam, I guess there's like a... I guess like a gay rights monument. I haven't looked it up or anything or like uh, people brought stones in to contribute to it from places that don't necessarily have any gay rights or probably won't in our lifetime just because everything's so messed up and there's like another statue around it protecting it. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Should one of your coworkers just get back from Amsterdam? No, but she wants to go. Uh, research. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. But that's that's part of the reasons why she wanted to go. She wants to go see this monument, which is like, damn, I want to go now. And Van Gogh Museum would be rad too, but like seeing that monument, that sounds pretty cool. The Van Gogh Museum, I can't speak for the monument because I didn't know it existed, but the Van Gogh Museum is amazing. I think I spent, I planned to go for a couple hours and I ended up spending six. Wow. Yeah. That's cool though. Yeah, but it was before they did the light. There's some sort of like light exhibit. Oh, where it's like kind of like you're in the painting and it's kind of moving. Yeah, and I missed that. It went in after I was there. And there's since been other exhibits added on. So I really should go back someday. But I don't know if that's actually feasible at this moment. 
no, I mean, that's that's more things that are uh, intriguing and make me think maybe Amsterdam. Quick trip. Yeah, Amsterdam's fun. So, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. And they all appreciated uh, the ga- vampire Haribos that you brought me. I shared with them <laughs> because they I shared with them last time because they actually kind of like black licorice and they loved them. So, I'm like, okay, since I'm actually going to be on the overnight shift, I'm going to save this bag to share with them because I know they're going to appreciate it. They're super stoked. What restraint. I think if I brought something back for my coworkers and I liked it, I'm not sure it would see the office. The plop bar we got in Sweden, it's a mm-hmm. little disappointing. Oh no. Why is that? Uh like the chocolate itself isn't super good. It's an okay chocolate. <laughs> But it's not a super good chocolate. So like all of it ends up kind of fruity tasting from like the gummies in there. And so far, I think we've eaten about half of it and we've only found one piece of the salted licorice in it. That's kind of the whole draw of it is that it has salted licorice in it. Yeah, we've only found one piece. Not for me personally, but... Uh, yeah, the, I guess like the first piece one of my coworkers ate. She's like, oh my God, it was so salty. I'm like, I told you, I warned you. <laughs> but that's been the only piece of salted licorice we found in it. And it's just, it's just not a super good chocolate. It's a little disappointing. Finland totally had the better candy. This is true. Finland had very good candy. So I've got like the bag of gummies that I'm going to bring in once everything else is finished. Well, the vampire bats were annihilated. <laughs> But uh, once once the candy bar and some of our other snacks that we have at work get eaten up, I'll bring the other bag of gummies. Yeah, I didn't bring any candy home from the trip. I didn't bring much of anything home. I bought one souvenir and it's for my mom. It's still in the wrapping. You bought your red pony patch. Oh, that's true. I got a patch shaped like the red horse that is sort of the symbol of Sweden. And it's on my backpack already. It's very cute. It's entirely possible I'll have that red horse tattooed onto me. Just saying. I still think you need your Animaniacs tattoo first. I don't know why you decided this was going to be a thing. Uh, You agreed to it. It was going to be Wacko in front of the world map when he's doing the Song of Nations. That was Yakko. Yakko. You know what I mean. I mean, if you're going to get like a world map tattoo, that's probably like the coolest way to go is to get Yakko with it. (laughs) But then where do the other Warners go? In the Warner Tower. No, I'm not getting the fucking Warner Tower on me. <laughs> not unless they're paying me money. Presumably, the they are in the Warner Tower, which is in Burbank, which is on the world map. They're there. They're just very, very small. And you can't see them. No, but I am kind of liking the idea of like world map with Yakko. Anyways, do you have a news story? That was kind of my I weekly do. update. It was my overnight and the candy. Uh, my weekly update is that, well, this won't come out in time. Today is my nephew's birthday. So happy birthday, boy child. Happy late birthday. Stop growing. You're too tall. He's really freaking tall. It is not okay. For my next birthday, I want him to stop growing. What's your news story? Dazzle me! My news story is that in an effort to be more eco-friendly, Marriott is now getting rid of all travel-sized toiletries in their properties. They will switch over to the dispenser style, but they will be locked in so you cannot take them. And I think that's really cool. The other thing is, so I was talking to a friend who knows these things and she said that they also have a new program or I don't know if it's new but they also have a program where if you skip housekeeping you will get either 500 points or they will plant a tree for you for each night that you skip housekeeping. Do the points just get you a discount on like your next day with your um their properties? Basically. Mm, okay. Can you choose which one? Like maybe I yes. want the points for one night but I want a tree for the other night. I don't know if it you can change within a stay but I assume you can have one or the other. 
possibly you could have both. What if I stay two nights? I want 500 points and I want a tree. Well, 500 points is not going to get you super far, but it's something. It's something, yeah. So I want points in a tree. Yeah, and the quote that I found in this article says, our guests are looking for us to make changes that will create meaningful difference, create a meaningful difference for the environment while not sacrificing the quality of service and experience they expect from our hotels. And that was by the president, chief executive officer. But I don't necessarily love hotels where they have the pump on the wall instead of mini bottles because the mini bottles tend to have better quality stuff. But what they're saying is it's going to be the same stuff. It's just in a pump so that you were not wasting bottles every day. But what if they did like the Holiday Inn that we stayed in Helsinki? They had like actual bottles that were just in the shower. Yeah, that's fine. I I just, I know that, like, the first hotel we stayed in, quality of the stuff in the pump on the wall was not so hot. Yes. It was kind of industrial stuff. Mm-hmm. Just generic bulk soaps. It wasn't bad. It just isn't the best. It just kind of makes me think of, like, this is what you would get in prison. Like, it's bulk mass-produced. I feel like that might be a little bit fancier. <laughs> Slightly, but it's not... If you go to Martha Stewart's prison that she was at, you'll get the pump stuff. And then if it's just generic prison, you probably get something crappier. (laughs) But yeah, so I think that's an interesting um, thing that they're doing here. Um, And I know that there are a lot of people who collect the mini bottles. Why? Who will probably not be super thrilled. But yeah, that's the thing. If it's really good quality stuff, I'll take the bottle. But hotel stuff isn't always all that great. And also, I my hair is really long right now, and I ended up using a mini bottle of conditioner for like two washes of my hair. Oh, I can use a mini bottle for a single wash for conditioner. Shampoo, no, but conditioner, yeah. But yeah, that's how much hair I have and like how much are in those bottles. So having something where it's not like you kind of have to ration, that does appeal to me. Well, you don't have to ration. If you call the front desk, they'll send up as many mini bottles as you want. Yeah, but that seems so wasteful. Yeah, well, that's the trade off is, yeah, you're getting sufficient product, but now you've got all these empty bottles everywhere. Mm -hmm. But And there's not like a little recycle bin for them in the hotel room. This is true. But in an effort to be Switzerland in the battle between Hilton and Mary, I also found a story about Hilton's program, which is, uh, it is called, they don't seem to have a name, but essentially their program is that instead of getting rid of bar soap, because lots of places are giving you pumps now, they're keeping the bar soap and if you use it and leave it behind, they will sanitize it, recycle it, and then ship it off to places where soap is not easily accessible so that people in areas where hygiene is an issue now have bars of soap that they can use. So it's not going to waste either. So are they going to have like a liquid hand pump soap for like washing your hands? Nope, bar soap. It's all just going to be bar soap regardless. Yeah, they're keeping the bar soap. They're not getting rid of it. There's not really any mention what they're doing about plastic bottles in this article, but showing that they are also not wasting things unnecessarily. I feel like by the end of it, because it just kind of sits in its own puddle, it's so melted, there's not a whole lot to give. Depends on how long you're there. Or the quality of soap. Because which hotel were we in where they had the little bar soap? All of them? Not all of them, because the place, one place had Rituals products. Oh, but that was nice. We definitely, we definitely didn't use up the bar soaps anywhere. So no, but there's they plenty just there. melt horrifically usually. Well, that's what they do is they melt the whole bar down anyway and reform it into new bars. I'm just imagining a bunch of slivers of soap. Yes, I'm sure that they ship off nasty slivers of soap to the third world. (laughs) Sorry, the developing world, not the third world. Wow, rude. I know, so Western-centric. 
But the point being that it seems like both chains are both trying to take strides of making things a little bit more eco-friendly and less wasteful. Right on. It's a good step but forward. when I brought this up to a person I know on the inside at Marriott, she said, but please don't be Switzerland. Let your listeners know that Hilton sucks. Oh, okay. I have no opinion on this topic. Neither do I. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I don't think I've stayed it enough to really give a shit. I don't know. I don't think I've ever stayed at either. Well, I stayed at one Marriott hotel once in my life for one night. I don't know if I've stayed in a Marriott. I'm sure I probably have. I've stayed in Hilton's before. They're hotels. Yeah. I mean, they're hotels. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I am too broke to ever stay in a fancy hotel. You just have to find them good deals or go to like places that people are like, yeah, we only go here for conferences. So rooms are cheap. <laughs> That's it. I need to go to more conferences. Yeah. Problem solved. Oh, gosh. The idea of going to an accounting conference. I think that'll give me nightmares. No, thank you. No conferences. I don't want to go to a conference. No hotels for you then. There is nothing scarier than a whole convention full of accountants. Oh, Okay, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so that, yeah, that was our whole news story. Hotels are trying to do good stuff and we should probably keep praising them for doing good stuff or they might stop. Always encourage the good. Okay. So that, I think, leads us back into our continuation of last episode. Vacation recap. Yay! So where we last left off, we were struggling to get to our Airbnb in Gothenburg. Eventually it paid off. We made it. It was very cute. Next stop on the list is Oslo. We talked about I saw a moose on the bus. This is true. We saw a moose. We got to our hotel. I saw the moose. Sucker. You saw a moose. You didn't feel the need to point it out to me. Nope. So what did we do in Oslo? We got poured on. <laughs> yeah, spontaneous rain. It was very weird. It wasn't just spontaneous rain. It was a spontaneous downpour. It was like not a flash flood because there was not any flooding above ground. There was enough flooding below ground that the manholes were blown out of the sewer system. Like just poof, manhole flying. Damn, Norway yeah, had that... impressive manholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're called people holes now bullshit they said manholes <laughs> so we were on our way back from the henny onstadt museum no the outdoor oh that's right we were at the sculpture uh, we garden saw, we saw the naked people bridge with the angry boy and uh the statue yeah. of the guy throwing two babies and punting another and there was like the naked people pillar yeah i'm not sure how to pronounce it but there is a sculpture park at frogner park it's all celebrating a single sculptor named Vigaland or Figaland something I'm sorry his name is Legoland is his that name is Legoland mm-hmm. it's Legoland Park mm-hmm. did you know that Lego was obsessed with naked people who knew but he put clothes on everybody so we were on our way back from this park when it started just dumping we went through a museum gosh it was the like the city the Oslo City Museum where you could see the history of the city going back a thousand years which was really interesting but what we didn't know is while we were in the museum it started pouring so we're trying to get back to our hotel or back to the city center at least when the tram stops and the conductor gets on the speaker and says something in Norwegian and he stops and he repeats it in English and I I couldn't quite believe that he was translating it properly like I know that Norwegian people speak perfect English I I know that but when you hear someone say there's so much water underground that the manholes are exploding you doubt it for a minute like that that can't be a thing 
that's not how that works. I, I could not visualize the amount of pressure there would have to be to make a manhole pop out. But lo and behold, we step off the tram, walk around, and there's a manhole that is not in its hole, and there's a geyser springing out of it, like Old Faithful, up into the sky, probably 20 feet. I also like that the police was like casually blocking off the area, but like didn't get a shit if you went up close to it. Because the dude driving the tram got up really close to take pictures of what was going on. Yeah, within feet. Yeah, like, he was like way too close. And it's like, dude, no, safety. I just love the idea that in the event of manholes like exploding forth from the ground, we should all get out of the tram. And walk. Like, yeah, because nothing seems safer when manholes are flying than to be outside. It's not like they could go anywhere, so it's like sit and be stuffy or like get out and walk. And it stopped raining by the time we stopped anyways. Right. Well, the one in front of us had already popped out and was kind of off to the side. But it's not as if on our way walking down the route that the tram would have taken us that we didn't pass many, many other manholes. But they were secure and not a geyser. So far. I don't think they turned into geysers. It was just the one. It was taking mm, one for the team. Releasing the pressure. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but the whole thing was a little bit, like, I, I was a little bit careful not to step by the manholes. <laughs> it's definitely something new. You don't see that every day. No. But, yeah, on the topic of Frogner Park, I think we might have undersold it a little bit. Like, to say that there was naked statues does not adequately cover the fact that there are hundreds of naked statues. It's hundreds. It's a bridge of naked statues. It was a significant number. And it wasn't just like tasteful Greek marbles. They're bronze. It was, well, they're bronze, but they're also in the weirdest poses. Like, yeah, the guy punting a baby is weird. But like, there's one of a fairly rotund woman being suckled by like seven or eight toddlers. That's not something you see every day which is funny because i just googled how many statues are in that park and that statue is actually one of the pictures <laughs> shown there's 212 so there's a couple hundred i did say hundreds yeah but you make it sound like it's a shit ton of hundreds nah there's just a couple hundred a couple hundred is more than you see in most parks i wonder if it's because of the monolith though i don't know well that's one statue they're literally like there's so many of them and they're so weird i really like the one that was like a hoop of naked people that's the other picture shown in Google. Are you Googling this? I've got image search open, but all I have is Frogner Park. I like the one of the lady playing with her hair. I like the one of the lady on all fours whose hair is being used as a braid or like her braided hair is being used as reins mm. by a baby. And I tried to take a picture at one point. There's a picture of a man on all fours being grasped from behind by another man and i tried to take a picture of it meanwhile there's another tourist who comes in and he's just kind of snaking his hands in between the the butt and the genitals of the other statue i was like dude why does your hand need to be in there what are you grasping for you should stop Maybe don't be involved with the arts. <laughs> but yeah, I think you truly cannot describe the array of strange positions of these statues. I can't say I've seen any of these poses elsewhere. And as Melinda mentioned earlier, there is a like an obelisk of of naked bodies that are all just kind of like if you imagined like a hundred bodies that were just pressed into the shape of an obelisk so a sky penis yeah it's a sky penis made out of lots of people with penises and vaginas Mm -hmm. but it's very very surreal it's the kind of park that i cannot see being put anywhere in the u.s for various reasons the least of which is not that it's basically like statue kama sutra 
Well, everybody would be stealing the bronze anyways, so. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I did find it slightly upsetting. There's one very well-known statue of, like, a toddler, little boy. Like a baby toddler. It's standing on its own, so. It's a baby. But anyway, I digress. It's like the Ugachaka baby. (laughs) Yes, it's like the Ugachaka baby. Uh, When you see statues, you can tell which part of them has been touched the most because those are the shiniest. Well, for this statue, the shiniest portion was his tiny itty bitty baby penis and his fist. It's like, why? Why are people? Why? I don't understand people. Don't don't touch a statue baby's penis. I don't know. I found that really weird. But I guess I also that week learned that there's a statue of Juliet in Verona and you're supposed to rub her boob for good luck. And I don't like that either. Just like the Little Mermaid. (sighs) People, stop fondling statues. Maybe you'll get cursed by them. <laughs> oh, are statues just variations on dolls? Ooh, that's dangerous. Maybe you should ask permission before you just, you know, touch their bits. <laughs> that's just a good rule in life. Yeah, but the statue's and not going to consent. And if they can't answer, don't do it. Anyway, so what else did we see in Norway? Uh, there was the um, the Henny Onstadt Museum. Was that Norway? Yes. Home of the giant banana. We talked about that though, and the exhibits we on that. We briefly one. mentioned we briefly mentioned that. We saw a lot of weird statues that just like the boy with the tree penis. Yep. So there's a little village north of Oslo that bills itself as being like lots of different buildings housing craftsmen where you can watch them performing their craft and it did not turn out to be that. Not quite. Like, there was a place where there were glass blowers, but it was so hot out that they weren't really blowing glass. And there were lots of tiny boutique stores. But what we found is that what they were selling was stuff that was being sold at souvenir shops elsewhere, too. And I have no idea how to pronounce the name of it. I'd say Baromsverk. I mean, the idea is that it's like a town of workshops, essentially. But for instance, we went into one store that sold like knitted mittens in the Norwegian patterns and carved goods and things made of antlers and that kind of stuff you know i was really excited i can say this knowing that my mom is not listening but i bought her a wooden cheese board with a carved cheese knife that had a moose cut into the handle because my mom loves moose and moose is also the name of my dog seemed perfect and then i bought it got it back to the hotel and we went shopping again a little later and i saw them in every gift shop that we went to. I was like, oh, it feels slightly less special and craftsman-y when you find out that this is actually probably mass-produced. I don't know if it would have been mass-produced from her shop. But I saw the exact same ones, like the exact same carving in the handle. So, but mom's not listening, so she doesn't know that either. As far as she knows, it's perfectly craftsman. Handmade, I watched them make it myself. Yeah, no, no. Shenanigans. Shh, you don't have to tell her. (laughs) I mean, it'd be more fun. For you. Uh, my exactly. mom wouldn't care. My mom my mom would buy anything mass produced with a moose on it. Probably. Literally anything. She wallpapered her bedroom with moose. Oh good lord. But the artwork in this little village was really cute, aside from the weird man with a pine tree for a penis. Oh, like the giant pine cone statues. Those are cool. The giant pine cone was pretty cute. Oh, I know what we saw in Norway that we both really liked. Two things. First was the store that we found called Chill Out. Hmm. That was Norway? That was Norway. Hmm, that was cool. Neat little outdoor store. Yeah, they had all kinds of outdoor gear, everything you could think of, like forged to the ceiling packed with stuff. Backpacks, travel clothes, toiletry stuff, water bottles, you name it. And we popped into a lot of outdoorsy type stores, just kind of for fun to see what they had. And that one was far and away the very best one that we saw. 
Yes, it was. And it was small, like probably local outdoor store, which is really neat because then they can have something to offer that's different than the bigger ones. And I'm a fan of anybody that's also a fan of Osprey backpacks. So (laughs) we literally just kind of looked at all of them like, oh, oh, that's nice. That one has a helmet attachment. Like, could we do this anywhere? Probably. But is it fun to do it in person? Yeah. And oh, so I ended up buying two things in the store. I found like a lightweight tensile UPF shirt that was marked down from 60 euros to 20 which is not a bad deal score yeah well i was debating getting another shirt because i had just gone through my shirts quicker than i thought i would but then i saw it was marked down i was like oh that's a sign that's mine now the other thing i found was there's a company from colorado called matador and i got they have these toiletry containers that are made out of nylon so they're ultra thin super lightweight but they're much more durable than like the plasticky ones you get and since they're not bottles they're pouches they kind of cram into your 311 bag a little bit better i got a set of those and i love them i think they're amazing it was the perfect size and they're so much more flexible than pouches or bottles are so i felt like i could cram more into my bag without giving up any content Versus the ones you did have? Yeah, I before I left, I got little plastic ones at Primark. And within a couple days, the seams were kind of splitting. And they were slightly too long to fit in my 311 bag anyway. So I was cramming them in, which was damaging them further. So I'm super stoked about these ones. I'm glad I have them. I think it's going to make liquid transport a bit easier. Unless you go through an airport that seems oddly specific about being in the original containers. I don't know that that exists. I've never experienced that. I haven't either, but I've read other people saying that they had to throw things away because they weren't in their original labeled containers. And it's like, that's weird and oddly nitpicky. I think if it came to that, I would squeeze out the contents into a trash bag. Yeah, but then you'll still have residue inside that. And I don't know if they would be okay with that. I don't know. I guess it depends. I'd get out of line and wash them out then because these are very nice containers. I'd rather dump the contents and replace it than throw out the containers. Yeah, because the containers are really where the money's at. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're a slight investment. They weren't super cheap, but I'd rather invest in something that's good quality than keep buying plastic containers at Primark that I'm going to have to dump somewhere. And they also had a container for soap, like bar soap, that somehow miraculously purports to dry your soap out even when it's sealed. So there's no gunk and like muck in your container. I didn't get it on this trip, but I got one after and it does exactly what it says it does. I was very impressed. So uh, shout out to Matador. If you want to sponsor us, I'm a big fan. We're always willing to product test. Hint, 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 hint nudge nudge wink wink so yeah we weren't in oslo a super long time unfortunately but i still think we saw a ton despite that i do they had like really nice parks that were just like you walk you start walking out of town and it's just kind of like park area and then you get up to the palace and that had another park they're really big about Mm. um like statues everywhere which is kind of interesting oh you know what that's what we haven't talked about in the park by the palace statue yeah i loved those I like the fox. The fox was really cool. So there was a sign as you enter this path showing sketches of children's drawings, just like a fox or a rainbow or random things kids had drawn and submitted. And then the government turned around and actualized them. They made actual statues out of these kids' drawings and lined the path with them. And they were really cool. 
Some of them were a little creepy, though. Yeah, there was a statue of a figure sitting on a bench talking to a sock puppet parrot. That one was a little bit creepy. Really well executed, but creepy. But yeah, if you're ever near the palace, wander around and find that part because it it really was adorable. They did good incorporating art into just accessible urban living. So well done, Norway. Congratulations. What is it like being such a nice country? Can I live there? Will you invite me to live there? Hey, Norway, you want to sponsor the podcast? The whole country's just sponsor us. That'd be rad. <laughs> Let it be known. We will be sponsored by any country that will give us a free vacation and also doesn't violate human rights because I don't want to. I was going to say any. Yeah. Any of the good ones. We will leave that up to your interpretation. If you yeah. think you're one of the good ones, send us an Please email. Please submit your application. <laughs> it's like next week we had an application from Brunei. Like, nope, 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 nope. Sorry, Brunei. Maybe maybe once you get your act together. I'm sure it's beautiful. But like, maybe when you stop stoning gay people to death, then we'll talk. Don't do that. That's not cool. Um, yeah. No, so no. So after Norway, we finally magically arrived to the very mythical and once believed fake Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm. It exists. They should put that on bumper stickers. They probably don't need to <laughs> because I'm pretty sure people haven't had this problem too. Except like the just 10 us. other people that were probably on that flight. Or maybe it was literally just us that flight. I don't know. God, that would have been a great story if it had been just us and we got to fly. We could each have our own side of the plane. Dips on the right. Deal. I prefer it on the left. I'm always on the right side of the plane, so I might as well just embrace that trend. It's fine. It's whatever. So, Stockholm exists. Well, what was Stockholm exists and we got to get there without having to pay baggage fees. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really pissed about that because I knew my bag was under the weight limit, but the scales at the airport was saying that I was like way, like twice the weight. I'm like, there's no way I would be dying carrying this. Yeah, no, there's scales wrong. For for context, we were flying Air Ethiopia or Ethiopian Air. Something like that. I got the name wrong at customs. We got a little bit anxious because they had the lowest baggage weight limit of any of the flights we would be taking at seven kilos so 15 pounds yeah give or take yeah which is actually a lot of weight you know that's i can work with that i've done 13 pounds before so but i think the problem was is that while our bags didn't feel heavy to start with and while we hadn't really bought much of anything i bought a couple t-shirts to supplement my wardrobe but that was it plus the tiny cheese board but cheese board man but we were just kind of exhausted and so every day our bag felt a little bit heavier not due to it gaining weight just because we were tired mine felt a little bit heavier but like there was no way there was no way it was that heavy especially since i ditched stuff because i had to bring you stuff this is true we did shuffle stuff around upon arrival but the issue was that there was one scale available for public use and it was an old analog scale so it was picture like a post scale old school style and every time we put our bags in it was saying it was heavier and I just couldn't understand how it could be that heavy. I didn't have the opportunity to weigh my bag before I left, but I knew it could not have been that heavy. Oh, I weighed mine. I made sure that I was going to be good. I didn't I didn't have a scale. I have since bought one, but at that time, by the time I realized I didn't have my scale, it was probably at home in Washington. It was too late to get one. So, yeah, we did the classic Joey move and shuffled stuff around and put on some layers. We ultimately didn't have to because they didn't weigh our stuff at all. 
I don't think they really all. cared because we were only like the first stop on that flight and we weren't on the flight for like the long haul portion. Yeah, our flight was connecting from Norway to, well, from Oslo to Stockholm and from Stockholm on to Ethiopia. Logically, as it is Ethiopian Airlines. But yeah, so we went to the bathroom, layered stuff up, shuffled things around. They took one look at us and just waved us through with our She's tickets. She's like, oh, you guys are just carry on Stockholm? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, okay, here's your tickets. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> the fuck? Also, there was, I was just pissed that the scale was telling me. I'm like, there's no way my bag magically got that heavy. There's no way. My scale's not wrong. It's a new battery. I was just pissed <laughs> off at the scale, really. But also thankful that they didn't give a damn about the, our bags. But it was better to be cautious than not. But I didn't have to be that cautious because I was good. But we didn't know that. Well, their scale's a liar. Set it on fire. I will let them know your feelings on this. You might get put on a watch list, though. For the scale? It's just the scale. Get rid of the scale. Get a new one. Maybe get a digital one. Yes. Because that scale is bullshit. Did you hear the part where you said you were going to set it on fire? Just the scale. (laughs) Like, the scale does not need to be anywhere near the building for that to happen. Oh, good. You're going to put it in a burn barrel after stealing it from the airport. I'll buy them a new one. It's fine. Just get rid of the liar <laughs> scale. Oh, it was so obnoxious. Because when when there was nothing on that, yeah. it only read a little bit over. So I don't know what the hell it's measuring, but it's bullshit. Well, the setup that it had was that it was a sizer and a scale. So if your bag is touching the sides of the sizer, it inherently can't be quite right because it should be floating free on top of the scale, not t- touching anything. But whatever. We got through... We unlayered. Everything was fine. We started a movie that I had started on my original flight over. And we had like maybe 15 minutes left before. <laughs> I still like, have not no. seen the end of this movie. I we saw uh, Isn't It Romantic? It. Yeah, Rebel Wilson movie. Super cute. Um, well, the funny thing is, is, and luckily it was a short flight. It was only an hour-ish. But the TV in front of my seat was broken. Yours had something weird with the touch screen where it just didn't uh, want to react. It was a little drunk. <laughs> you were dragging your finger around, like poking things, and it had like a 10 second delay on it. It was super weird. Next thing you know, the scroll would move super fast. But not any direction that I told it to go in. Yeah, it was an interesting flight, especially since, so there was a man sitting in front of you and a child sitting in front of me. The child appeared to have some, I don't know, medical concerns because the dad was essentially acting in, I don't know how to phrase this. I think he had some sensory issues. Yes, that would be a good way to put it. Yeah. Because the dad was very like operating sort of an assistant type role, like facilitating this child's boarding and um snackage and all of that. At some point, the kid hit the button for the lights, the overhead light, and it turned on and the dad was not pleased, but he also had no idea how to stop it. So he ripped the cover off the seat of the chair and was trying to like fold it into the crevices around the light. Which, fun fact, there's, like, no space there. No. And you could tell he was getting frustrated, but I, like, I know you know there has to be a way to turn it off. You jab at the light, right? Yeah, with the seat cover. Mm -hmm. It was very strange. Ultimately, he ended up moving to the aisle seat. He was like, not my problem. Can't deal with it. Can't figure out how to turn it off. New seat. Which I don't know how that's really problem solving, but okay. Well, I mean, if the kid wants the light, just leave it on. But I don't know. It was just interesting watching him like try to find the right tools to make this work. And he was trying so hard to MacGyver this this situation and it was not working. 
MacGyvering should probably not be a thing associated with flights. Doesn't no, sound safe. don't MacGyver stuff. Although there was a MacGyver on our flight who I think might have been a genius. This person, the t- was it this flight? It was on a flight. They didn't know how to prop their phone up properly so they could watch it. And their phone was in one of those book style uh, cases with the cover on it. So they folded the cover back, stuffed that into the pocket in the back where you keep like the in-flight the safety card and all of that and their phone hang hung down from that and my mind was blown because that is the perfect hack it does exactly what you want it to do your phone is in proper viewing angle but you don't have to bring anything extra it's just the case that's already on your phone beautiful that was the flight back to copenhagen yeah i realized that because that was the one without tvs genius congratulations person on that flight you are very very smart you so smart as my sister would say okay so stockholm actual stockholm Mm -hmm. real life stockholm it's where the, the royal family lives in the palace, right? Mm-hmm. They stay there all the time. Well, do you want to tell that story? Oh, I think that was the only palace that we actually went into was the one in Correct. Stockholm. We saw palaces, but that was the only one we actually, we actually went, went into. into. Yeah, because not all of them you can go into. I think the, was the royal family actually in the one in Norway? I think so. I think so, too. And then the one in Copenhagen, they actually lived there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume they have better setups. But uh, we went to the one in Stockholm and we're touring around and, um, you know, you have like the people that work there to make sure that are kind of floating between rooms to make sure that you aren't touching anything and going underneath their fancy velvet ropes and (laughs) of course it's an american and she's asking them all these questions about like the royal family and if they actually live there and they're explaining to her like no they actually live like over here at this place and that they only stay here for certain you know state state things. events and, like if there's like other visitors like diplomats or whatever from other countries or royalties from other countries that's like the only time they're actually there and like she was so upset by this and like so outraged that they didn't actually live there and it's like lady all of us tourists would be trapezing through their home where would they be and also how inconvenient would it be to have your bedroom right off of the like the meeting room <laughs> like that's kind of obnoxious not very convenient because everybody has to trapeze through to get to the meeting room sort of thing or whatever the hell they call it. It was something like this more official. But she was so angry to find out that they didn't actually live there full time. He just kind of looked at her like, lady, what are you expecting? Like, are you expecting you're going to wander in and have someone still be in bed? What What do you expect from this? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. Uh, I did enjoy her crazy accent, though. Of being Midwestern? Oh, I would have placed her in New Jersey. I think it's Midwestern. Could be. Either way. It wasn't strong enough to be Jersey, but yeah, there's no, they're not going to stay there. They're not going to live there. There's people trapezing through their home if they were, and that's obnoxious. Would you say they were swinging from the chandelier? No. There were a lot of Sia references on this trip, though. Because you made them. I don't even remember why they were coming up, though. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Because he kept crashing into the chandelier in Gothenburg? I don't know. This is true. Our Airbnb in Gothenburg had this fairly sizable chandelier that hung fairly low. And every time I stood up, I hit it with my head. Hashtag giant problems. Hashtag tiny home problems. No, I liked it. It was cute. But anyways, yeah. (sighs) If you go see palaces, please know that most times, if they're letting tourists through like that, they're not going to live there full time. Adoy. Well, it should be, but clearly it wasn't. (laughs) Also, I was very disappointed when we saw the crown jewels that there was no coronation spoon. They need to get on London's level. Yeah. England's level. Do you really have a monarchy if you don't have a coronation spoon? Was that what it was? 
coronation spoon. I'm in the market for a coronation spoon. Um, yeah, I think that'd be opulent and ridiculous as it is. As it we sounds. Need to find you a, we need to find you a young royal to marry. Otherwise, you're not going to have a coronation. Yeah, but no one else has had a coronation spoon that I've seen other than the crown jewels in London, which is probably by far the most opulent and excessive too. So (laughs) well done. There are three young male heirs. So I guess get in line for George. Isn't that one He's like six now. Yeah. No, that's your only option. No, it's I don't know what to tell you. That's your, you don't have a whole lot of options unless you're going to off Camilla and marry Prince Charles. No, I just need to be cool with the family, so they let me hang out with the coronation spoon. Oh, I see. You don't want to have the coronation. You just want to steal the spoon. No, no. I don't want the coronation. I just want the damn spoon, because it's funny. Hmm. I don't know that they just give those away as souvenirs. No, because we looked in the souvenir shop, and they did not have a replica, and I was upset. It was very disappointing. What What if I just buy you a spoon and have someone engrave coronation on it? Oh, like how you can get, like, the stamp spoons? Uh Uh-huh. That would actually be a fun gift. It better have, you know, a fairly fancy handle. <laughs> what if I just glue rhinestones on no, it? No, you can't bedazzle it. That's not the same. I don't know what to tell you. You might be setting your sights a little high. Dear Etsy shops, fun handle and just have it say coronation spoon. <laughs> oh, I like Lord. it. Wait, how did this podcast become think of gifts for Melinda time? Any hoodle. So what else about Stockholm? Do you want to talk about the restaurant you found for us? Uh, Pinterest actually, uh, came through for us for ideas of things to do and eat. I'm sad that Flippin' Burgers was open too late in the day so we couldn't stop there before we left because it sounded like it was probably a good time. Uh, shoot, what was it called? Meatballs for the people? Mm Mm-hmm. Great balls? No, that was a food truck. Yeah, meatballs for the people. Yeah, which was a cute little restaurant. Um, they were popular, especially the one we went. But the the draw is that it's it's Swedish meatballs, but instead of being basic balls, so that would just be lame. Uh, we did the chef's choice, so it had beef, veal, moose, and wild boar. And it was delicious. Four balls each. It was probably a little spendy. It was like twenty two bucks a person, but she got eight mm-hmm. eight, eight balls meatballs per a piece. person. Yeah, so I think that's like the perfect like kind of splurge meal for two people. But if you had multiple people, you'd have to get more food. Yeah, because because it kind of that was a lot of food for us. It was a lot of food, but you also had a giant bowl of mashed potatoes, which I ate all of. There's lingonberries. There was like pickled onions and something else, something cucumbers, right? Mm Yeah. So that was a good meal for us to split because it was a lot of food and I mean a little splurgy of 22 each, but it was good. Highly recommend the moose. That was yeah. delicious. Wild boar wasn't bad. Just it's, you know, game meat. It was meat, a little so bit it has greasier. A different taste to it. Yeah. But I feel like that's pork in general. I don't know. I'm not a big pork person. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't as if it was teetering on the edge of being too greasy, but it was greasier. No, it's just greasier than the other ones. The moose was really good. Mm. I'd eat a moose steak. I felt slightly conflicted about the moose. I was like, this is too delicious, but it makes me think of my dog and I don't like the association. But that is my fault for naming my dog moose. Uh, yeah, so we had some proper Swedish meatballs. We fikad. I freaking love that. We had a cactus drink. Yeah, that was really good. Um, we found a sweet food stall that had like different hot dog sort of sausages in like baguettes with kraut and whatnot. It was really good. Cute little outdoor seating place to eat too. That was really good. Yeah, the food hall 
If you are in Stockholm and you want to check it out, I highly recommend it. It was called Ostermalm Market Hall. It had everything you could think of. It was really, really good. Melinda had Which is a, a side note from the hot dog place I was just talking about. That was a standalone yeah. food stall. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, there the was- hot dog the, place. Well, no, I know, but you also had something in a bun, and my first thought was that it had been a hot dog, but it wasn't. No, it was like, I don't know what it was- it was delicious and there was fries covered in like smoked paprika which is good actually it was oddly good so the hot dog place if you want to check it out it was called Ostromom's Korv Special- Specialist we'll put links on the website and Super the good. food hall where we got uh, what did I have you got the pulled chicken sandwich that's true I got place. pulled chicken and what did you have I don't remember it was like something in a hot dog bun no, something else. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't in a hot dog bun. That was one of the choices there. Oh, that's right. That was the I one that know. I thought was a hot dog, so I pointed it out, and then you got something else. I got something it was else. Like- I have no idea, but it was delicious, and there was fries. And I forgot a drink, and you did not get my message to get me one. Nope. Very disappointed in you. Um, The, the cool thing about all these countries is that they're pretty big about making sure that they're taking care of people with like food allergies or intolerances or if you're vegan or vegetarian there's a lot of good options for you one of the cafes that we stopped in in stockholm had vegan desserts to go with your coffee so i got a vegan mud pie or like it wasn't a mud pie it was like a mud cake which was really good but no dairy so that was a total win yeah and there were even restaurants where before you could order they would ask you what your allergies were so if you have any food intolerances, allergies, or if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, these are countries that you might want to check out because there's good options where you can eat really well and, you know, not die <laughs> or hurt animals, you know. That's really setting the bar high. Food that won't kill you. I mean, I'm kind of a fan. It's hard trying to navigate things when you're like, milk's in a lot more things than you think. So they made it really easy for me to survive. Also, they're not really stingy about bathrooms. Some places you have to pay for, but you can also find free ones that are not like complete dumps. Speaking of which, there was an app that we said we would review and I tested it out a couple times when Melinda was using the bathroom because... It was shockingly easy to find bathrooms. I'm sort of used to Germany where it's not. Or like bathrooms are a hidden picture and you're like, is that a food stall or a bathroom? Like my yeah. sister said. <laughs> yes, it's a food stall, Michelle. Go in and ask for a hot dog. Snack shack or bathroom? You decide. <laughs> so the app is called Flush and it supposedly, when you open it, will tell you where the nearest bathrooms are and it'll say this is a paid bathroom, this is a free bathroom, blah, 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 blah. And... I found it super effective in Denmark. Anytime anytime we found a bathroom and you needed to run in to use it, it was on the map exactly where it said it was and the status free pay whatever it was always accurate. So if you are a person with frequent bathroom needs, but you're not great at finding bathrooms, it's probably a safe bet. So if you need it, check that one out. But the nice thing is, is there wasn't, they had a lot of free options. Mm-hmm. Not everybody charged, which is pretty rad. Appreciate that. Oh, I know. Do we want to talk about our favorite app that we found on this trip? Google Lens. Oh, Google. You done you it make, again. You make some good apps. So as we kind of talked about in our previous two episodes ago, if you have the Google app, if you're on an the iPhone. Google? I, the Googles. Give it a Goog. So download this app. In the search bar is a little icon that looks like a square with a circle in it. Click that. Take a picture of anything. 
and it you will tell you what it is. You have to take a picture. You can just point it. This is true. There's a few different ways you can use it. You could put in a picture that you already have. So if you take a picture of something and you think, ah, I got to remember to look up what that was later, you just pop it in from your camera roll. Or you can take a picture while you're standing there. Or you can just aim your camera at something. It will tell you what it is, like, nearly flawlessly. I was very, very impressed with it. And it's just plain old fun to look up stupid shit. Like, what kind of rock is this? What kind of tree is this? What kind of bird is that over there? What's that building? It says what it is on it, but does Google know? Yes. Yes, Google does know. Imagine that. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, probably too much. And when we say, when she says, what kind of rock is that? That is actually a question we asked and Google told us. And then we were slightly embarrassed because it should have been obvious. Oh, it just thought my cat was a sock, though. (laughs) And then it does that sometimes. Or like it's just keeping you on boots. your toes. Oh, Allie, it thinks you're furry boots. Wait, let's get your face. There we go. I so won't it lie. Knows... What? Go ahead. It knows that she's a bicolored cat because she's black and white. And it also knows that she's a domestic short hair. I won't lie. I have used this app for evil. One of my coworkers was wearing really cute shoes the other day. So I just sort of surreptitiously took a picture of them. And Google was like, here they are. Do you want to buy them? And you're like, yeah, I kind of do. Kind of, yeah. And that's the other handy tool. If you're out shopping somewhere and you see something you want in a store, take a picture of it. Google will tell you how much it's going for on the internet and you can tell if the store has a good deal or not. Hello, little fur boot. <laughs> I thought she was furry boots. <laughs> Her face wasn't in the first one, in all fairness, so. Poor kitty. Poor kitty. But yeah, Google Lens. Uh download it it's just really fun to play around with even if you don't need it to tell you things you don't need it but it's fun yeah it's really fun because half the fun is trying to get an animal to hold still so you can snap a quick picture of it to ask google lens what it is so let's see i guess let's quickly go over some of the other apps that we tested out just so we cover them so there was an app called lambus that you can use for organizing your documents. It seemed great because you can put them all in there, except you can't put them in any specific order. So they're just in the order you uploaded them. So you have to upload them in the right order. Otherwise, it's going to be hard to find them again. I thought I'd love it. I didn't super love it. It's great that you can share it with other people so they can also contribute and you can use it for dividing up expenses. But I think Google Drive and Google Docs is better suited to that. So I eh, didn't quite love that. I don't think it's going to change anybody's world. The other app that we tried, and actually we tried this one in Stockholm, is Welcome. The concept behind Welcome is local people put ideas into the app. They suggest places you may want to visit, and then you can kind of go through like Tinder, swipe left or right, and it'll build an itinerary for you. And it's dynamic and it updates as you swipe things in or out. Problem we had in Stockholm was that I was super excited to use it. Every single recommendation was somehow a bar or a restaurant. It was food. Yeah, everything was food, which isn't entirely inaccurate, but... But you can't go to six restaurants in a day in Stockholm if you want to go home with any money. Yeah, that's probably accurate. So again, I think I think it could be a very good app, but they need more content. Or you need to like change your preferences. Well, as you swipe, it's supposed to intune what it is you're actually looking for. But if all of the options are food, like there's not a whole lot they can do. So get on that Stockholm. Start putting more content in there. Get more Jump statues. The- more statues. Did you open PackPoint at all? 
No, I didn't download it. Yeah, Packpoint sucked. But Packpoint is essentially supposed to be, you tell them what type of travel you're doing and they pop out a packing list. But I don't even think it was a good jumping off point because it was like, you're going away for 14 days, pack eight shirts. Eight and four well, How many shirts did you actually end up with by the end of the trip? How many did you start out with and how many did you end with? I started off with three. I ended up with six. But the reason I ended up with six is because one of my shirts was too thin and I was getting sunburned through it. So I couldn't wear it. Another shirt got sidelined because I got a stain on it. So really I was down to one working shirt and I added three more to it. So I started with three. I ended up with four. Maybe you need to up your uh, your shirt packing. Yeah, I just didn't have a lot of like travel-y shirts when I left and that's fine. I made it work. I don't know no- what necessarily constitutes a travel shirt versus anything else, but okay. Well, a shirt that doesn't wrinkle, a shirt that has some eh. UV protection. Yeah, but that's just now starting to become more of a thing, I feel like, so... Well, I also wasn't anticipating the extreme sunshine that we had. Yeah, I don't know what the hell weather apps you were looking at, but all of mine were saying that they're going to be pretty nice and warm days. Everything I saw was rainy, but oh well, that's fine. But after cycling basically through two shirts for six days, I kind of needed some extra stuff. Agreed. And... Yeah, so the point of pack point is good. I think it needs tweaking, and I don't think it's geared towards minimalist travels anyway, because everything it was like, pack a tripod, pack an extra camera lens, remember your camera bag. And it's like, mm, none of this applies. I think huh. people are probably better off making their own packing lists. Besides, what works for one person as a packing list is not going to necessarily work as another. Sometimes you just need a decent one to start as a baseline or like an idea of what maybe you should consider packing. Because I haven't found one where like, yes, this is my bibble. This is how I will pack. Just kind of do my own thing. And even like we both aim for similar packing, like minimal, lightweight, well, minimal and lightweight. And even we couldn't switch packing lists. It wouldn't work. So build your own packing list. You might not get it right the first time. Clearly, I didn't get it right this first this time. And I'm usually pretty good. So it's just hit or miss. Check and just kind of keep tweaking it until you get to a point where you like it. Don't rely on an app. They don't know what they're talking about. Or it's too generalized that it's hard to specify still. Yeah, not everybody's like, going to take a million pictures. I am one that's not going to take a million pictures. Yeah. Whereas I will take a million pictures, but I cut down in like beauty products. I think that's a fairly safe thing to say that you bring more products than I do. Probably. Which is fine because that's just different people having different priorities. Mm-hmm. Or preferences. Yep. And let's see. Okay, there's two more apps and then we're done with the apps that we were going to cover. First one is Globe Tipping. It is basically a cheat sheet for how to tip in different countries. I checked it out with people from both Norway and Denmark. I just went up to coworkers and was like, hey, this is what this app says you should tip in these countries. And they both agreed. So I can't say that everything in it is 100% accurate, but I know in the Nordics it's probably correct, give or take. And so before I left, I just read it over and it was like, hotels, you don't tip there. Like, okay, checking that off the list. I don't need to leave a tip before we leave. So I think it was handy. Whether or not it's worth the price, I don't know. I think it was like $2.99, I believe. But I'd rather pay $2.99 and know for certain that I'm that I have proper etiquette then not pay for it and be an asshole cuz not everyone has the luxury of having a bunch of coworkers from all over the world who can fill you in on what you should do and somehow if you bring up tipping in travel groups it always turns into a fight 
Which, that, I mean, a simpler one, if you don't want to buy the app, you could probably do enough research online from travel sites and whatnot to get an idea of what you should and shouldn't do. But knowing me- I wouldn't me, turn to the travel group. No, but knowing me and my ability to confuse things and conflate them, I would do the wrong thing in the wrong country. Probably. If we're going to one place, I can keep that straight. But if we're going to multiple countries, I don't have a lot of faith that I wouldn't do the wrong thing in the wrong country entirely possible i believe in your your sense of confusion so i mean i'll throw three bucks at it to make sure that i'm doing the right thing and lastly on the list is touchnote touchnote is an app where you get to generate postcards using your own pictures and send them off for less expensive than if you were doing it from like buying a postcard at a shop and sending it off the postcard itself costs slightly more obviously because they're custom printing it but the postage is less because they're shipping it from within your country So I had used this app before. It worked out great. No big deal. I went to use it this time and now it's a subscription service. And I'm not subscribing $7.99 a month to send a postcard once a year. So I didn't even do it this time. I planned to. I had, I was going to send a postcard to my parents and one to my sister's kids. Didn't do either because I wasn't going to fork over the money because on top you still have to pay for the postcards. Which is weird that you would change it to a subscription service. It should be like for five postcards, there's this price tier. Like something by like yeah. how many? Yeah. Because who's going to be doing this monthly? Yeah, there's Even if I were traveling that regularly, I'm not sending postcards every time I go anywhere. No, it's a bit much. Yeah, so I didn't love that change. And I I don't know, I uninstalled it. I was, once I saw that, I realized, nope, this isn't worth it for me anymore. I don't send postcards anyway. The only reason I would do it from my phone is if they made it easy. And if you're not going to make it easy, I'm not going to do it, period. Totally fair. Yeah, that's just, it's, it's an odd setup for a mailing service. Yeah, it just... I don't know. I think they found that it was a novelty and people were only doing it once just to see how it works and then never again. And they thought, oh, but if we make it a subscription, they'll feel obligated to come back. And if they don't come back, it doesn't matter. We're getting their money regardless. We got your money. Yeah. Little disappointing. Little sad to hear. So that was kind of a bummer. So we haven't covered Finland. Finland has the best candy. Go there. Eat candy. Try candies. Finland has a robot choir. That was so misleading, though. (laughs) It was basically speakers attached, like, networked to some sort of AI on lights. It was speakers on top of light sticks that were sequenced to a soundboard where if you moved your hand in different directions, you'd get different sounds and noises and whatnot. The only cool thing was when they talked about the dark side and waffles. Yeah, they had a whole, like, maybe 10, 15 seconds all about waffles. It was very weird. Yeah, the people playing with that and listening to that was far more interesting than anything else involved because once the other choirs got there, the robots were no longer involved. So that was really disappointing. Oh, and as a little background, this was all happening as part of Helsinki's arts festival that they do every year. And the opening event was like a choir of people performing with robots. But the robots were, again, just speakers attached to an AI system. But they weren't performing with the people. They were two separate things. They were there. Yeah, you're right. They were there, but they weren't turned on for the people choir. Mm -mm. Very misleading and disappointing. But good candy. So good on you, Helsinki. We also got to have a very nice picnic on a beach overlooking Estonia. Not overlooking. beautiful Baltic. (laughs) You could see Estonia out that way. Yeah, it's like how Sarah Palin can see Russia from her backyard, except they actually can see Estonia. Yes. (laughs) Far more realistic than Sarah Palin. But yeah, it was very pretty. Finland, you pretty. Yeah. And I got to meet up with a former colleague and it was really, really nice seeing her. Um, 
She answered our stupid questions about things. Oh, what does Espec- this mean? I was like, why Why is there a sink in the toilet? <laughs> I was sending her random questions because in Helsinki, they have like the toilet bum guns. And um, I didn't realize that they had those in Europe. I've, I know that they have them in Asia in some places, but I'd never actually seen one in Europe. And I was asking her questions and she referred to the hose not as a bum gun, but as a pussy phone, which I thought was hilarious. And she said the sink is for after when you answer the call, which I thought was doubly hilarious. It was it was well put. I highly recommend if you have a friend somewhere in Helsinki, you should go visit them. You should visit it anyway if you don't have a friend there. But it's extra fun when you have someone there who's snarky and can make jokes about everything. But um, <laughs> don't refer to Finland as East Sweden. They don't like that so much. Sarah, cough, cough. <laughs> Luckily, she knew about the theory that Finland doesn't exist, and she knew that I was joking, but I don't think the people who overheard us did. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think they're so thrilled, but it was also cool to have someone from there and show us around and be the tour guide and be like, oh, let's get drinks here. Here's something that like all the kids that turn of legal drinking age drink. Try uh, she it. introduced us to a canned drink called a long drink, and it was it was really yummy, but you could tell this was the sort of thing where the alcohol content would creep up on you pretty quickly if you had too many. Yeah, especially since this is like the drink you start drinking and then you get burnt out on it, probably because you had that one disastrous night with it. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I can totally see how you can get there because it's on the sweeter side and yeah, it's going to punch you if you drink like six of them too fast. You'd be like, oh, yep, there's alcohol. I remember. Yeah, we definitely, that was not something we would have discovered on our own. So she introduced us to it. She also took us to a little village not too far away from Helsinki. That was just so cute. Little wooden village with a tiny church that burns down like every six years. Yeah, and we're we're in this church. The town was called Porvu, I think. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but that's how I would interpret it. And we're in the church sort of looking around and suddenly the organist starts playing the theme from Rocky. It was so funny. They did a good job too, actually. Yeah, I'm sitting there listening to them. I was like, are they? They can't. That's not. No. Oh my god. (laughs) Na na na. (laughs) So good. Maybe that's why the church burns down. They get them all riled up and then they just set shit on fire. (laughs) That could be it. Who knows? But yeah, I think that day was really super special because we definitely never would have discovered any of the places she took us on our own. No, because we actually had vehicle transport. This is true as well. But even if we had vehicle transport, the only way we would have found those places was would have been on accident. Pinterest probably had something about them. I don't know. Yeah, well, either way, it was very fun. And I'm very grateful that she was there. Yeah, well, and then, you know, stopping at little grocery stores with her, she helps us pick out like all the good stuff that we have to try. And she also tells us which stores to shop in because some are good and some support, you know, a, a very conservative party. Let's put it that way. Oh, good to know. Don't want to shop there. Thank you. I don't think we saw any of those grocery stores. I saw one. Did we? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I pointed it out, but I definitely saw one. It was just kind of funny. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we learned that American dip is actually really good. Yeah. And I think we saw them in other stores as well. But when we were in Finland, she goes, no, really, you have to try it. They have little packets of mix that you dop into containers of sour cream and make your own dip and so she goes you're trying this we're getting you a bag of chips we're getting this and this and this oh my god we had so much food that night and it was all amazing but yeah one of the dip we got was called american dip and it was really good it was i miss it maybe i can convince her to send us some american dip packets 
That would be because so nothing, cool. Because nothing travels through the mail quite like packages of powder. It's labeled. It's fine. <laughs> There's an ingredient list. service loves that. Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. It's not fermented herring, so it's all good. A friend of mine once, when she was homesick in Germany, asked her friends to send her a package, and they sent her like a padded envelope full of Taco Bell sauce packets, and they had all ruptured. It was just like one greasy bubble wrap mess. Of hot sauces? Mm-hmm. I mean, they so- do have a good verde sauce, but you can buy that in grocery stores. Yeah, not here. You could probably get it off of Amazon. I don't know. I haven't tried. So... I think that brings us to the end of our Nordic adventures. You should go to these places. They're beautiful. They're amazing. Finland has amazing candy. Everybody else, you can kind of skip the candy. <laughs> Unless you Good really food. like salt. Good food, just not fun candies. I don't know why. Or we just found the wrong candies. I don't know. Could be. I think it helped having a guide in Helsinki. She yeah, but the, the weird fox Jaffa cake things were not that good. Yeah. Oh, well. Our verdict was all of them were delightful. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. Yeah. And I think in within continental Europe, there's a lot of overlap of like, there's a lot of similar places, but nothing we saw was quite like anything I had seen elsewhere in Europe. They're the outdoorsy portion of Europe, I feel. Yeah. It's much more integrated into nature, I feel. Agreed. Yeah. It was really interesting, and I had a blast, and I would go back in a second if I had I'd be willing to go back, too. Maybe with a car in Norway to explore more of the upper regions. Yeah, more hiking, more reindeer, more... Let's go back in a time when there's Aurora Borealis. I want to see the Northern Lights. I've seen them. They're cool. Well, I haven't. Let's go. March, April, you in? Let's go. No, I don't have vacation till April. Cool. April. Pencil it in. No. This is Our- August is because of you, not me. So don't <laughs> even look at me like that. Don't even look at me like that. So yeah, I think that wraps up our... But also you can skip over a whole lot of these apps. Yeah. Pinterest actually was probably one of the more handy ones because you can find places that people like physically went on a budget, you know, sort of thing. Like here's budget friendly things that you can do in these cities that are still pretty rad. And good food recommendations. They yep. came through. So uh, I guess that brings us to our tip of the week. What you got? Nothing. Our tip of the week is to re-listen to this episode and write down the apps that we liked. Which is like, what, three? Google Lens, Elk, uh, Time Shifter was decent if you can make it work for you. If you have a work schedule that conflicts with what it says to do, you're kind of SOL. And Flush. So what, four? Yeah. Yeah. Out of how many? Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah. <laughs> but less than half or good. In fairness, Mobile Passport is allegedly very good. Melinda just didn't have any reason to use it because the customs line was quick. I've never had a problem with custom lines because there's always, well, at SeaTac, there's a lot of machines. And I mean, even though there was a fair amount of people, it all went through really, really fast. I don't know. It's always been fast and pretty efficient when I went through. I once at SeaTac got stuck in the customs line for over an hour and a half. So if you get there and you see that the line is god awful long, download Mobile Passport and give it a try. Because apparently it's amazing, but if you don't need it, whatever. There was absolutely no point. It was it was a breeze. It was easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, cool. So that one's on your maybe list. I would download it and have it just in case. Because I bet if you're flying through like JFK, that custom line's a real bitch. Yeah, or depending on the season and when you're flying. Which was funny because there's a lot of people that came in. They're probably on my flight, but they're all like Baltic crews. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I pretty much went to the same country. It's just not on a boat. Thankfully. 
Yeah, one of the custom mansions is like, wow, there's a lot of uh, Baltic cruise people. Because one lady got up and she told them, and the other lady's like, I was on her cruise. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. But yeah, I can oh. see where it's worthwhile. Just I did not need it. It was no big deal. Speaking of cruises, the ship from Stockholm to Helsinki was actually pretty decent. Expensive was- in terms of food. Very expensive for food, but decent. That was a hella good burger, though. Yeah, it was. If it was a crappy burger at that price, I would have been super mad, but it was actually really good, so it's all right. So, yeah. Pretty views. I I think that wraps us up for the week. Anything, any final thoughts? My tip of the week is if you have downtime in the hotels, check to see what's on their TV because sometimes you can find really good, like, trash TLC TV that's just addicting or you can find an amazing documentary about Mattel and Barbie and stay up way too late. Or, if you're in Denmark, you might find weird, weird opera on three different channels. Yeah. Check out the local TV. It could be more entertaining than you think. We also did this in Beijing and we're very entertained by their, um, like, telenovelas. (laughs) So, get a little nighttime downtime. Yeah, Check out just TV. because it used to be that when I went back to the hotel, I kind of felt like I was defeated and wasting time. But the stuff on TV is just as educational as what's outside. It gives you a little insight into the local pop culture, and it can be eye-opening. Also confusing, like, the weird, like, television puzzle game that we happened upon. I was, I didn't understand. Yeah, it was very weird. It was yeah. German, though, and we were in... Helsinki, which explains which so strange. much that the German weird game show. Yeah. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. And by that, I mean, it's almost 1130 and I'm getting very sleepy. So gross. Yeah, I know. But yeah, tune in next week for more travel stuff because that's kind of our thing. And uh, we'll be back to the normal format next week. Don't know what the topic will be, but you'll find we'll out when we do. <laughs> hopefully after we do that would probably be a little bit better but you know just a thought yeah I mean, we could wing it always okay so we will see you again next week go to the nordic countries and remember it's an adventure so eat that weird food it could be good or it could be really awful who knows and don't freak out if your travel gets a little bit more delayed than it should it'll be okay yeah, shit happens it's an adventure bye bye Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C to Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O Unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!